0: Oh, yeah. Bring the horns. Pump up that volume. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Limit Up podcast presented by Top Step. I am one of your two hosts, Jack. I am here by myself giving a little introduction because for the second straight week and going on into the future... We are recording this podcast live on YouTube. It's on the Top Step YouTube channel at 3 p.m. on Thursday afternoons. And then we try and turn it around really quick and get it out on Thursday night. That way we can talk about timely market things like the NASDAQ taking a huge plunge today. Uh, and we also choose a topic de jour. Well, actually, not de jour, of the week. So this week we talk about stops, but not just your basic stops and why you should have them. We talk about trailing stops, how to use them more sophisticated like. Uh we go into things like volatility stops, time stops, how Dan and I use it in our trading. So we hope you enjoy. So without further ado, I'll cut to the live broadcast.
1: Good afternoon, friends and traders. Welcome to the market recap and this week's recording of the Limit Up Podcast. I'm Dan Hodgman sitting down with you guessed it, Jack Pelzer. Jack, how you doing? I'm here. It's been
0: a hell of a day today on Thursday. Has not it been? The uh, NQ is up,
1: what, close to 300. Now it's down 230. That is a big range. Huge turnaround here. And, and I want to talk about NQ a little bit. Um, you know, one of the things you want to look for in market state, right? You see this market like NQ coming up today or SPs, right? You got a strong open markets pushing higher. And a lot of times you think right off the open, if it starts making that direction, look for direction to continue. But if you open up your time frame that you look at these markets, um, we didn't make a new high in either of them. All it was was a simple little bit of strength and downtrend. So we see our trend moving lower.
0: Well, I was in the uh, trading foundation class today, so I didn't get a chance to look at the news. Was there any news on this?
1: (sighs) To be honest with you, Jack, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, um, we're kind of in a it,
0: we're in the uh, bunker right now, so to speak. There might have been some um news component to it. One thing I would say though is this is why it's so important to zoom out on your charts, right? I mean, the uh NQ's been getting shellacked a little bit for the last couple weeks, but when you zoom out that chart, look at the daily chart and zoom out, it is on quite the run still. So, mm-hmm. you know, everyone talks about buy the dip and stuff. I think you just got to be careful here right I mean yeah
1: it's a it's a matter of patience, but I will say this, you know we're getting close to that ten percent mark um in the NASDAQ as we continue this push lower that ten percent from November I think it was November was the last time we saw highs in the NQ we're getting pretty darn close to ten percent there and uh if we hit that, it's something uh you know that could be an inflection point, right what is an inflection point it's where I think today's theme we're gonna talk a lot about stops, yeah. And grand scheme of things, inflection points, where you can get in on a pretty opportunistic trade, and you can look for keeping those stops pretty darn tight to take I trades.
0: Mean, today is a great day to be talking about stops. We're going to go into a few different ways of it. This isn't going to be just like how to set your uh, basic stop, right? We're going to go into it a little bit. And especially when we see we've been in a long uptrend with a lot of the equities, might be a good time to know what you're doing with your stops if you can't just ride that trend all the time. So... We'll get into that shortly. Dan, was there anything else you want to go into with the market today?
1: No, not really. I think, you know, you got crude oil finally. We saw crude oil yesterday break off of 86.50. You got that again today. So 86.50 already two days in. We haven't been up to these prices in a while. uh, And now we're starting to see some rejection at 86.50. So I think that's worth noting. Um, We're going to close the day here below $85.00. Equities, you know what? There's a lot going on. You know, as I just glance at a couple things that I think are going to start to show some concerns. Take Peloton. Peloton was a huge company two years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, everyone bought one. I bought one. I, I half half my family has one. Every half my friends have the bikes. Um, that stock was well over a hundred dollars. Now it's down by about twenty-five dollars a share there. And now Robinhood announced. How about Robinhood?
0: Robin Robinhood high in the eighties. Right now, as we speak, Robinhood thirteen. Thirteen seventy one.
1: one. Thirteen seventy Well, Peloton just came out and said they're halting production like demand is that low that they're going to stop creating bikes for Peloton.
0: Well, all those companies like you see and I'm not I'm not making any judgment calls on what these companies business models are, but you see things like Casper, the mattress company doing the same thing as Peloton, where, you know, the joke with Peloton is, well, is this just a spinning cycle with an iPad on it that is paid for more? yes but then you see that they try and go out and branch out into the different things so they sell classes and other things and try and get you into a subscription model which companies love because that's cash flow for the future but it's on it, casper's doing the same thing where they're like the sleep company and trying to go beyond mattresses they're all trying to expand out like that and it's not always clear if that's gonna work so
1: buckle up set your stops Set um, your stops i think you have to um which I think you bring up an interesting point, Jack, which I think is worth noting, too. When you look at companies like this, and right now, the way the world is going, you and I were sitting here in a, in a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. We're doing everything fully remote. Everything is kind of, in a sense, teched out. Everyone's looking at tech. That's where, hey, can I do this remotely? How can I get my workouts in? How can I you know, get the app that goes along with it, whether... You know, everyone, meditation, which I think is a huge thing for trading. Um, you know, I know when I first got into trading, my dad used to tell me all the time, hey, you got to start doing yoga. It's great for your your head game. Helps you de-stress. It creates a little meditation in your life. Go start doing yoga every day after you work. I'm like, dad, you're crazy. I'm not going to do yoga. I have no interest in that. Uh, as I've learned, meditation is pretty important. But now, you know, you can pull up your phone, you can grab your phone, and you can kind of get all these services. And that's what... Where you're seeing a lot of these companies, hey, if we can create some sort of app-based subscription, we're going to be set for life.
0: Yeah. If we can bottle and sell mindfulness, we're all going to be rich. That is the <laughs> thinking there. Um, so, yeah. as Might as well dig into it here with Stop. So, like, first off, if you're trading out there. And you're not setting stops. Now, I don't have the data for that for TopStep. I've seen other firms release it, and some absurd number of traders don't use stops. You should be using stops. If you're not, why? I I, I, I do, don't, I, like don't I don't have an answer to it. But it's it's, it's funny when we see, um, you know, traders come to classes or ask their questions. Uh, it's always you know I want practical things of how I can improve my trading, and like some number, like half of them aren't using stops. So there's something you can do.
1: All right. I, I'm going to play a little bit of both sides here, Jack. Um, historically, I'm not a trader of that uses stops. I know where my stop is, and I'm not walking away from the computer without a stop, and I have a discipline to get out when I get to my point. Um, I'm a big order flows trader, right? That's important to me. Um, So I do have, you can call it a dynamic stop. I do have a catastrophic stop on every trade I put in. There is a catastrophe point where like I have an out, like I don't have to worry about, like it'll get me out. I don't ever wait for that catastrophic stop. And when I say catastrophic stop, it's not like my losses are five times what I expect. My rewards is closer to a one-to-one type thing. That to me is catastrophic stop. If my risk is equivalent to my reward, you better get me the hell out. But I most my stops when the market goes against me are manually input where I am choosing to hit that stop button on my own.
0: See, I think that's fine if you have the discipline, but you have some kind of mechanical stop in there so that if you have to use the restroom or something, you're not putting at risk uh you know world war three starting or something
1: right oh for sure i mean yeah i've gotten pretty good at holding it if i gotta use the restroom uh if i'm in a trade now granted you know <laughs> i'm not one of the traders that's gonna do 30 or 40 trades in a day mm-hmm. um I, I that's not my style i i have no interest in trading that much i i think when you start getting that high you really toe this line of hey i'm pushing the gambling edge of my trading right like that So I have, I'm very cautious about that. So I'm not in trades or I'm not in, you know, the beginning of a trade. Now, if I'm in a trade and it's going in my favor, I can tell you this, you know, of two trades I took today, each one was well over two hours. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sitting in them and I can be patient. I can let them go. Um, I do have my catastrophic stop if for some crazy reason, if something happens, I can get up and walk away. But I think you have to have stops. I, and I know we have more to talk about, but there's one thing that I talked to a trader yesterday or this morning. I can't even remember when. And we were just kind of talking about our trading because, you know, I saw yesterday an astronomical number of trades. It was something like 450 trades in a day. Yowzer. And I'm looking a little bit deeper into what we got going on. I'm like, this is a lot of trading. Number one, is your finger, like, do you do you have, like, a brace on your finger clicking on the mouse that many times or your hotkeys on your keyboard?
0: it has got one of those flamingos that just goes like this, like Homer Simpson. Right? Yeah, just.
1: Exactly. That's kind of what was my thought. And she said to me, she goes, well, no, I trade an NQ and I have an 8-tick stop. I go, 8 ticks. Jeez. I go, 8 ticks. Like, I blink and we've moved 8 ticks. I can- I've got a Nasdaq dome up right now, and as I blink, we're moving that, and we're on the close. You know what I mean? Like, you're really putting yourself things- in the
0: noise zone there, right? You're not getting much signal in the trade one way or another. That's yeah, that's that's way too tight. So we've established that it is important a to have a stop. Now I think that's where a lot of people sometimes end it, which isn't great either because there's you know find joy. Everyone thinks about picking levels. People don't think about picking stops as much. And you should find just as much joy in that because that's something that's really going to help you as a trader. So, what I say about like basic, it's like the eight tick stops thing. So, the most basic kind of stop would be like you pick some amount of money you're not willing to, you want to lose the maximum amount on a trade or ticks. And you just set that in like that example there. Like, I'm either going to make 400, I'm going to lose 200. Now, I would argue that that, uh, the market does not care about your preference for how much money you lose or stuff like that. I would say that that is maybe better than no stop, but at the same time, it's not the smartest way. As Hogue would say, um, the best way to set a simple stop, if you're just a one stock stop, is based on market-based information. So just like you would set your entry, based on your research, the indicators you're looking at, have an point that will serve as your stop. A point of invalidation, as we would say. Is that, that sounds kind of like what you've been doing uh, to an extent Dan, would that be correct? Yeah,
1: it's usually one of like the first things I teach a newer trader when it comes to setting stops. You know, a lot of times we get into this industry and it's a matter of, what's the best way to put this? It's a matter of like understanding what your risk is or what your appetite for risk is versus what the market's going to let you kind of work through. So one of the biggest things when it comes to placing a stop is I think a lot of people, let's just say you've got, you know, 2000 bucks of risk. You're in the combine, you're in a 50K, you can trade up, you know, you have $2,000 of total risk in that account. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't want to risk that in your trade, but you want to kind of set yourself up for success. So a lot of times, you know, I'll tell a trader, like, let's think this through. Let's say let's we're going to risk $200 in a given trade. All right, like that's your that's your mass, max risk point in a trade is 200 bucks. Beyond that, I can't really, it's not an, a reasonable trade for someone, you know, in that system. So what you really have to do is you gotta find where does my, my appetite for risk meet with what the market says is that point of invalidation. If I'm three if the market's trading $350 from that trade, yeah, you can say, hey, here's a trade opportunity, but it doesn't meet my appetite for risk. And so you've got to think that through. I have to see this market actually start getting closer to that invalidation before I can take this trade, other than, well, I'm gonna take it let's hope it goes in my favor because I can only really afford a $200 risk on this trade, which I think happens more often than anyone wants to admit. But those are the thought processes you've got to kind of go through as a trader is understanding what's your appetite for risk and then how can I take this trade to fit both.
0: Yes. Yeah, I think that's a good point. So I want to introduce one other type of stop before we get to... So the two uh, broad categories of stop would be your initial stop, which we're talking about now, which is the stop that you put on right when you initiate a trade that you're going to get out. Um, The other main category is trailing stops, which we'll get to next. But first I want to introduce the idea of a time-based stop. Now, I wrote in the notes for the show that this is probably most... In options, if you're trading options, this would be probably a more common way to do it, right? Because, you know, if you're you're long options, there's a time premium that's going to evaporate at a rapidly increasing rate once you get beyond a certain time. So you might have a stop on a position where you're either going to roll it or get out of it two weeks, two months, whatever it is. That's your strategy before expiration. But... I think the concept of that, not the time stuff, not the um, decay, applies to futures, too, where if not a hard stop, you should reevaluate the trades you're in uh, based on time. If you're sitting in a trade forever and you didn't really mean to, you got to keep evaluating the market state and see if the hypothesis you had for getting in is still true. And if it's not, I feel like you have the discipline to... Get out and use that
1: capital elsewhere. Is that something that you practice, Dan, or are you? Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm huge on time stops. I think you know you have to. I do it on every trade, right? Like, there's a point where I need this trade to go in my favor. If it's not going in my favor in a certain amount of time, then I'll get out of it. Um, you know, you've got different scenarios. If you, if you see range bound um and you're just seeing that market hold the level sure you can sit in that all day long if you're looking on the flip side of that and saying okay i'm looking for this thing to break out of the range and we'll see a breakout those are the types of trades that you need to start to go you need to see go in your favor favor rather quickly mm-hmm. if you don't see it in your favor rather quickly you got to be quick to get out and say hey this one night might not be the move all right i'm going to shut this one off um but i think every trade you get into You should have a time frame in your head about how long you want to see it take to get to your profit. So every trade that you're going to get in, you know, you want to look at it and go, okay, I see the market trading, you know, let's look at crude oil. I see the market trading 86.50 on our open. I want to see this market start to roll back inside and possibly work its way down to settlement price. Um, That's what I would love to see. I think it makes sense. Uh, that's going to be the trade I'm going to look for. If that's how you're going to look at this, you want to see that market start to make that move or reversion back to settles rather quickly. If it doesn't, so today we saw it move at 86.50, we traded just above it, you got a great opportunity for an entry point. But the problem is that market shot all the way up to 87.10 before we started making the move down to settles. You want to be able to say, hey, I'm looking for the short here to, start breaking inside. But as soon as it starts creeping higher, you got to recognize that, okay, hey, it's not paying me right away. I got to get out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So yeah, so think about the time. Think about your trading like a business is something we say a lot. And that means using your capital efficiently, right? Just don't sit in something not doing anything. Maybe there's another opportunity elsewhere. So maybe at some point, I'll try and share my screen here. I know we're doing this for an audio medium, too. I might. We'll see. Um, So I want to move on to trailing stops. I think this is where a lot of people get kind of caught up and see a lot of problems of how do I do it, when do I do it, I do it too aggressively. And I think the same things we talked about before apply to trailing stops, too. So... Hey, Sarge. Doorbell rang. Dog has to go be uh, Mr. Protective. Of course. So, um like we said the uh, sort of the least sophisticated form of trailing stop would be if you just literally trailed it um by a number of ticks or a number of money right just take the same concept we did before and just be like eight ticks if it goes 10 ticks in your favor now you've moved it two ticks ahead
1: yeah i think anything that your platform says here's a way to input a trailing stop is not a trailing stop you want to use
0: yes So you could also do that maybe slightly more sophisticated with a, you know, a percent, like you're not going to give away more than a percent, but I still think that falls into the concept of the market doesn't care about your situation and you might still want to be looking at things that are market based levels or looking for where you can trail it, but where's your point of invalidation. So, for example, someone was asking us last week, I think, on the podcast about um, ATR, like average true range stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. That plays into if you want to do something like a volatility-based um, stop, right? So the average true range is a moving average of basically like if you on a daily chart, it's X number of periods of the range, right? So right now I have it pulled up for... You know the NQ's at 14794, which by the way, I think it is down 10% from the highs.
1: I think we're close to it. I know I had a number somewhere around here, but if you could see the part of my desk that's off camera, you would understand that it's probably buried somewhere.
0: Yeah, we're through the if I'm reading my chart right, the 200 day moving average on this move. Yeah, so that's no fun, but anyway, uh, so like the average, we're as Basically, it's a volatility measure where it will increase if there's been more volatility in the last day. So like right now, the average two range for the NQ is uh, 360. So I have it on a 14-day. So it's had an average of a 360-point top-to-bottom move over those days. So you could do it over any period, I suppose. And the idea with that would be that you take some multiple of the ATR if you're sitting in the trade for a while and have that be your stop. And I think that something like that is at least um, more of a market-based approach where you're saying that some, if it's outside this range, something has changed and it's time to get out. And there's a million ways to do this. I just thought that would be one easy example. How do, yeah. how do, you, how do you deal with trailing stops, Dan?
1: So trailing stops to me, um, most everyone knows I'm a levels guy. I love levels. That's how I'm going to move my stops up um, if I'm going to move a stop. Really, the only reason I'm ever going to move a stop is strictly because I saw momentum continuing. I actually pulled my profit target out. We blew through that, and then I'll move my stop to that point. So prime example today, NASDAQ. Uh, I went short at $15,150. i am looking for that market to... Close the gap to settlement price. Settlement price is $1,533. i am like, that's a pretty damn good trade right there. Uh, 117 points. I will take that. I'll be pretty happy with it. As I started watching this market start to approach settlement price, I lifted my profit target and I said, I like momentum. I like uh, order flow here. I think we're going to move right through. I lifted it. I put Once we moved through there um, and we showed a little bit of acceptance, which we talked about yesterday on the recap, if you didn't see it, recap on January 19th, I kind of talked about a little bit about this idea of acceptance uh, around levels. Um, I started to see some acceptance. Once I saw that acceptance, I placed a stop now at my original profit target because that's where I'm happy <laughs> if I'm making that kind of money. And the second that market comes right back up to it and stops me out, I'm not upset because I made the money I wanted to in the trade. But then I was able to let that thing go um, until about 13 minutes ago. So it just continues to move right through. So you've got to think about that too. Like to me, if you're taking a trade, if you're taking a trade, if you're in the money at any given point in the trade, but short of where you believe that profit target is, I don't see the justification to ever want to limit your profit on a reasonably thought out trade. Now, if you don't trust yourself, I think that's when these trailing stops come into play. It's like, hey, I got lucky. I'm in the money. I can't give up any of this money. I'm just going to keep following it up to ensure I lock this in. I think if that's your mentality, hey, bring it back to the drawing board. Let's readjust this strategy. But if you're confident in your strategy and your execution, you know, trailing stops or something, you don't really need to worry about unless – you're looking bigger time frame, and you're trying to catch larger moves.
0: Yeah. Especially in trend trading, it becomes very important to have something like that because you don't want to let, you know, something's way in your favor over weeks. You don't want to be given that all away. Um, mm-hmm. you brought up an important point though, and I am trying to pick my mind for what it was. You said something that I really wanted to mention. Oh, it's psychological. And what you mentioned with, uh, the trade people moving their trailing or trying to get out of you know they have a profit target and trying to get out of it early um that would be fine except generally nobody ever does that when they're losing money so that's a psychological thing right so people are perfectly willing to bail short of their profit target or nowhere near it like say oh never mind it but mm-hmm. they rarely do that with their losses They'll ride that. They'll ride that until the stop loss every time, or keep moving that stop loss further back.
1: Um, It's just psychological. There's, you know, there's the idea of I've I've heard this from so many different people over the years. It's you're walking down the street and you see a hundred dollar bill on the ground. You know, you're not going to walk past it. You see a you make a hundred dollars in a trade, you don't want to give that up. But the difference between trading and walking past a hundred dollar bill on the street is trading is if you're looking to lock in hundred dollar bills. You're going to struggle, <laughs> you know, yeah. if you're walking on the street, you're not passing, you're picking it up and going, hell yeah, I got a hundred bucks. So I'm going to go spend this on uh, trading. You can't have that mentality because you're going to, you're capping unlimited potential. So you have to be willing to say, Hey, I'm not picking up this hundred dollar bill because around the corner, there might be a thousand dollar bill yeah that i i've ever seen a thousand dollar bill or i don't even think they make them but you know those that's just the thought you have to have in trading you have to get rid of the human nature of passing up a hundred dollar bill on the ground
0: well yeah that's to, hard yeah if you're in some big hogue told that story today in uh, the trading foundation classes although because he was using the idea of exactly there's something further down the street um you also have to be comfortable like if you're taking trend trades for a long time and running a trailing stop to make money in the long term, you have to be comfortable with the idea that you're not going to get out at the top. That what you see on your PL monitor, like whatever the best thing it says while you're in that trade is not going to be what you get out with. But in the long term, you're going to hold on to winners
1: a whole lot longer with that and be way better off.
0: Mm-hmm. So I,
1: I psychological. You know, I want to I see it. We've had a ton of comments coming, guys. I appreciate it. I I don't know if we'll be able to get to everything, but I'm, I'm trying to glance at them as they come through. And uh, Frozen Gumwad, <laughs> great name, Frozen Gumwad, uh, brings up a really interesting point. I've been trying to keep my losses tighter while trading, but when I do, I usually get wicked out most of the time. There's a point in trading that is too tight of a stop trade smaller trade smaller but also think about if you're you know it goes back to the concept eight ticks in the nasdaq if that's your if you're only going to risk eight ticks or forty dollars in a trade you're you're putting your you're making things so tight on yourself it's really tough you know open things up a little bit cup i'm a big proponent of if i if i'm only going to risk Let's use 400 as an example based off eight ticks and we're talking NASDAQ, right? So 400 yeah. are going to be your number. You're willing to take eight losers before you're done for the day. Everyone's totally different. I'm using simple numbers here for explanation's sake. If you're going to risk $40, if your risk is $40 or eight ticks per trade, I would say, hey, let's open this up. Let's not risk eight ticks. Let's think about risking 20 ticks. Right. At 20 ticks, you got a hundred dollars. You've opened yourself up. You've got a little breathing room. you got to give yourself some breathing room. I understand keeping stops tight. So I would say instead of trying to make more trades and keeping your stops tighter, limit the number of trades you're willing to take. Focus on the key setup that you believe is going to be the most profitable. Opening up that risk a little bit. I know it sounds crazy. Open it up. Give yourself risk. But there's, you you got to find that happy balance, I think, in certain products. If you're in NASDAQ and you're trying to keep your your wrist really tight, it goes back to the concept, elasticity.
0: Mm-hmm. NASDAQ
1: is an elastic son of a gun. Sure It'll is. rip through levels. Go look at the S&Ps. I freaking love the S&Ps. Levels hold. Look at the move this morning in the, NAS, in the S&P. They rallied right up uh, to yesterday's point of control, consolidation area, value area high. That's where that move today moved to, rejected by a tick or two, rotated back inside. Bam, I'm running with a four-tick stop, taking a trade all the way down to settlement price. I'm seeing huge returns on a trade like that. NASDAQ, it's going to snap through three dollars or $400, At those prices before you get that return so i think a lot of people think we're trading nasdaq because it's a cheaper product you're actually having a lot more risk in that product because levels are so elastic and willing to move through yeah it's a lot more noise exactly so things to think about so if you're keeping those stops tight you're working on that fully support it think about the product that you're doing it in
0: any other comments real quick dan because i'm gonna have to run in a few here
1: yeah, you know, we got a ton of comments. I want to, you know, give a shout out to everyone. Aquanimous Trading, he's not far from us, Jack, in Lombard, Illinois. So good to see you, Fredrico. Yes, we have Fredrico, Brody, Nemo, Norman. Good to see you guys. Um, here's a great question from Norman. Have you ever heard of buying or selling into people stops or hunting stops? Absolutely, that's always been a thing. A lot of algorithms are just looking for where the volume's sitting at and uh, how do we push markets to those prices. Um, Autoclis, good to see you Mental stops, absolutely You gotta have, you know, you have both in there Um, Devont Yeah Time-based stops always help Um, Charles, good to see you Captain Price, I got a ton of guys Ton of comments from you guys You know, list goes on I will say this, if we don't ever get to your questions here You can always come find me on the recap um, The recap every afternoon I'm here Happy to take those questions. And John's in every morning, 7.45 a.m. Central time with the forecast. And then don't forget Coach's Playbook. You get to see more of Jack there um, every Tuesday at 11.30. So if we don't always get to your comments here, we've got a lot of places. Please, please don't hesitate to comment. Bring those questions in.
0: Yeah, and usually just today I have to run to something else, but usually stick around a little longer if possible. So Dan, thanks for uh, talking stops with me before I ride off into the sunset
1: absolutely i enjoy stops they're uh, they're a fun thing and you know talking about stops i hope anyone that was long nasdaq going into the close had a stop in because still still, rip- still, still still going still going so awesome jack well we'll uh we'll see you this time next week here for limit up
0: awesome we'll see you uh, as they say all the time at the end of the podcast you guys probably haven't heard that much namaste <laughs> and trade well we'll see you later folks Hey, the horns are back. Limit Up is a production of Top Step. You can find out more about our futures and Forex offerings at topstep.com. In the meantime, rate us, review us on iTunes and Spotify. It's a big help. Stay safe out there in the markets, and we'll see you all next week.